3: if you dare.
2: Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Friday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. He's an ass, man. (laughs) True. It is a live drop Friday from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. And now
3: they're banging each other.
2: Day two of Major League Baseball, <laughs> as Steve Desager said, a light night. All the drama right now in the NBA. Where? Your updated NBA MVP rankings as of this moment. Austin Reeves. Number one, Jalen Brunson. Number two, anyone who's ever played at least one minute in an NBA game in the history of the league. Brunson <laughs> number one. Everybody else, number two, 48 for the Knicks tonight. Yeah, Julius Randle trying to shoehorn Julius Randle's injury in last night. Mike Harmon, Jalen Brunson says, we don't need your Julius Randle. I'll go for 48 against the team we're going to play in the first round of the playoffs. Good luck, Donovan Mitchell. Knicks, yo. Yeah, buddy.
3: Big Friday night. Knicks uh, front and center once again. Short Major League Baseball slate. I like how you pass by the, uh, the Mets
2: losing. Just that fast. It, it, it's the focus that the Knicks needed it more today. The Knicks needed it more the, today, the, needed the the today. Needed the Knicks needed more of your energy. More. The Knicks needed more today. Yes, Mike. Tomorrow, did the we, Mets we, lose. Tomorrow will be the Mets. Tomorrow will be the Mets, and then. But today was yeah. the Knicks needed it more. Well, today.
3: we're not on to, to tomorrow, so we're 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 gonna yeah. roll through it. We're gonna throw through it today too. So you get a little bit of both. So you can take the good and you take the bad. But yeah, Brunson carrying
2: this team on his back today. Woo. Ooh, fun ride. 40, 48. Look, for everybody, I, I mean, I got to think at this point, at least the, the most desperate of Knicks haters that I just don't want to give them credit. They have to come around to the fact that this is a dangerous team and they're really good. I I don't know what else. No, anybody that doesn't just doesn't like the Knicks on general principle, I just don't like the fact that, no, 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 because there's nothing you can tell me that says, yeah, oh, yeah, we don't have to watch out for them. Watch all the big wins they've had the last weeks. They can beat the best teams in the Eastern Conference. I'm telling you, it is legit, and I will say this, and I will keep saying this until they get swept in the first round of the playoffs, and then I will not say it again, but I will say it all the time, until then watch out watch out yeah the knicks are i mean potentially the the
3: one night stand that you know it's a it's a dominant fantastic per, you know kind of equation and then the next time you meet up you, you got nothing in common everything's gone to hell and the, and so for the series it doesn't work right by the third time you're watching them play it all falls apart yeah tibet Oyo. Well, yo well, so, you know I one mean, one. enjoy the one-night stand and, and the positivity that runs therein. Because on a given night, they can beat anybody. And it's yeah. been fun to watch. But the we keep waiting for the other shoe to drop because it is a Tom Thibodeau-led team. And history says, well, there's going to be guests. Like you're watching the Lakers. Hey, hey, Frostberg, what's the analysis on tonight? We're bleeping back! But Anthony Davis went down in a heap, and everybody yeah. immediately uh, started yeah, to feel their left dinner coming back. No, 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 <laughs> no, Running no, down no. the court like a flamingo on one leg, but he never oh, left. I... <laughs> no, no, no. What he did was one of those LeBron James minutes like we've talked about. Rick Buecher coined that term on the show a while back, yeah. right? Really slow to get up or get the ball back in bounds or all that. I tell my daughter on, on, and her soccer squad to do that all the time. It's like, hey, that ball rolled a country mile. Don't need to sprint after it.
2: No, how many, <laughs> Kill the how, clock. How get your rest. <laughs> how many times you watch the Lakers inbound the ball and just roll it up like to yep. the free throw line and wait like a minute and a half before they picked <laughs> up the ball? Every we second counts, rest. man. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I just watched that they rolled the ball out to the free throw line, and I'm sitting here going, eventually, no, they're going to wait. They're going to wait. AD's getting that rest, but... I have, I have a great conspiracy theory take on Anthony Davis. Okay? Ooh, let's go. Because, look, cause look the, the Knicks won tonight. It was a big game, but the Knicks won. And, yeah, I get kind of bored because the Knicks win. That's kind of how they do yeah, it. Yeah, nobody cares about the Knicks. <laughs> oh, we're good. Yeah, it's great. We're good. Uh, marquee game of the night because, again, nobody loves team battles and drama between teams that stink, that can barely get to 500, more than we do here and more than everybody else is all NBA fans because all we love is this middle of the Western Conference well, where teams are all hanging around baby. 500, right? Mediocrity sells. Uh, the game of the night. The Lakers lead the Timberwolves right now, 98 to 90. Uh, still some time left. You're still talking about a good six and a half minutes to go. If the Lakers hang on to win this game, they will be tied for seventh. If they lose this game, they will be just a half game out of 11th. So this is kind of where, hey, we can move up. We can almost get into the non-playing route, or we can go all the way down. It is a big game. But, yes. The scary moment earlier today, and I felt like we, ha- we haven't seen this in a little while. Like, it's been a minute since AD's played great, and then he comes down wrong on his ankle or his knee, and we think, oh, my God, he's done, and he goes in the locker room, and he comes back out, and he's ready to go, and he, then, he, he, you know, then he puts up 35 and 17. Like, that used to be the whole thing for AD, but we haven't seen that from Anthony Davis lately. But... He goes down tonight in a heap. It doesn't look good. I mean, I, he is the king of injuries that don't look good. That he seems to be okay. Like he is the he is the he's the LeBron James of injuries that don't look good that turn out to be okay. And he comes back tonight. He doesn't miss any any game time. And he's having a huge game for the Lakers right now. Uh, AD stat line is twenty four and twelve uh, in. 30 minutes, he's 9 out of 18 from the floor, game high with points for the Lakers as they try to hold on to those 8 Playing on one leg. In yeah. the final seven minutes. And, there, and there's my hot take on AD and the Lakers. Do you think for a second, all right, let's, let's, just go, let's just go back a little bit, right? What do we tell you how the team? Let's go back in time to a couple of weeks ago when we talked about how it looked like the Lakers and LeBron James are done with each other. And now they're just figuring out the end game. How does this end for LeBron and the Lakers? Because they both have gotten what they're going to get out of both of them, right? LeBron can't stay healthy. They know they're not going to win a championship. The Lakers want to move on. LeBron knows my future is not going to be here. And every game that went on, Austin Reeves gets more attention. The backcourt of Reeves and Russell, playing really well LeBron and then what did we get oh I'm not close to coming back I'm not close to coming back and Lakers fans went huh okay that's fine We have a much better record without you than we do with you. We're playing better without you, LeBron. And then suddenly it was, oh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't know that was going to be the reaction. So I went to see the LeBron James of feet. And now, look, I can come back tomorrow. Wait, wait. Wasn't it just a a day ago? It was, I don't know when I'm coming back, and I may be back for the last week of the season. Suddenly now you're okay to come back a day later because it didn't land well where, where where, where your reaction to being injured and you see the writing on the wall. Bit of a shocker that the late... Laker we're hoping he comes back for the final week of the season, and a day and a half later, he was back in the lineup. He went from out to doubtful to playing. Look at him. He's off the bench. Now he's back in the starting lineup. Just a coincidence, you think, that here's AD in a game in which he gets banged up and on a bad ankle, and he's out at the perimeter guarding threes, and he's playing just like AD of old. Um, This is AD's message to the Lakers saying, hey, you know what? After this season – I got it. I got it. I'm not buying anything with LeBron and AD are great, and they get along well. You know, guys can get along well on the surface, and underneath it's this guy's got to go. This is going to be my team. I understand what it means finally, because we've seen Anthony Davis thrive without LeBron James. And we watched LeBron, who at this point, I don't even know how much he was injured. How, How injured was he for, oh, I'm working so hard to come back, but I can't come back, but now I'm back. Wait, wait, now you're right back? I don't understand. And here's AD, who, again, has thrived without LeBron in a game in which, hey, here's an ankle injury. Do you need to go to the locker room? You need to no, I'm staying in, and I'm being Anthony Davis, and I'm going to lead the team in points. And I'm going for 24 and 13 right now. It's a 10-point lead with six minutes left to go, and I'm showing you that, yeah, this guy can't stay on the court, and who knows when he's healthy coming back, but I will stay on the court. I'll stay on the court and keep playing. You can't tell me this is not a message that Anthony Davis is trying to send to the Lakers, to the front office, to everybody saying, yeah, I'm hurt, I'm on the court, and I'm playing through it because I want to win, and I want to make sure we get into the playoffs, we do more, and all the damage that we can this season. There you go. There's my hot take on it.
3: Yeah, I think for part of it, it's also to try to squash the the narratives uh, around him. You know, sending a message is one thing, and certainly – playing through whatever pain in that ankle and, and we'll obviously watch it right because we'll have the post game analysis and then we'll see how he responds, right because their next game is either I think it's Sunday, right. So So we'll keep an eye on on how that develops. but certainly fighting to stay on the court, trying to kill off the narratives that he's soft because right? he's been beaten around so often. He wants everybody to do a search and replace on their word docs and put LeBron James' name in there. Go after him tell tell everybody about how he doesn't rally uh and well uh, that he's soft and like like alex said after he got his record he quit all of those things that you know he's sensitive to what's going on as a, in what's in the media and, and it's not me i'm here to try to to win and we, we talk all the time about how much money time effort Guys uh, put in to to get their bodies right. LeBron was going on social media, spending a lot of time. In addition to telling you, I ain't paying for that. He also said on Twitter, he also said that, uh, you know, he was working around the clock and all of these training things to get back on the court. And ta-da, there he was to check in against the Bulls and the big... Uh, powder clap and everything, so the pageantry and the pomp and circumstance still there. But Anthony Davis really trying to to change up a world. Uh, I, I think you know because we love to use and and get the images of great movies. In, uh he's T two. I mean, he's Robert Patrick man. So like he he's, he gets a, a bullet through the eye and you know the metal kind of g- gets twisted and whatever. But give it thirty seconds, he'll be just fine. It'll be chasing your ass again. That's kind of what Ad's uh, trying to get himself into right now.
2: I mean, look, it's, it's, it's been a bit of how – I don't want to say this. I don't want to say a watershed year for AD but, uh, because it's not been 100%. It's not been all the time. Sure. But certainly this year Anthony Davis hit that – showed that I can hit that next level of dominance that you see guys like Jokic have. Right? Like Jokic being united and Joel Embiid, night in and night out. Being able to dominate, fill up the stat line across the board, and and be the one guy every single night that doesn't have a bad night. And AD is still trying to find that consistency, but we've seen it way more this season than we have the last couple of years. And it's no coincidence that it's when LeBron is out or when he needs to step up and he needs to sit. Send a message. I, I mean, he's, he's finally saying, okay, I get it now. I get it. I was sharing the spotlight. Now this is my team. Now this is going to be my team. And not that he was waiting to get hurt to do it, but it was, hey, he gets hurt. We've seen him come off the, bo- come, come off the floor, come back. And out. No, no, I'm good. That's a huge message. And if you're the Lakers, you're looking at AD going, wow. And then you look at LeBron going, dude, I don't even know how hurt you were. I really don't cuz I don't know how you go from he may not come back at all to a day and a half later you're in the lineup. I mean really that that's such a I mean nobody really talked about that it happened over the weekend but that was such a big deal. You know, especially after we talked about how look LeBron's done winning, right? Does he want to be part of a team that doesn't make the playoffs? What did I tell you last year down the stretch? He was going to miss a bunch of games because he's not going to have it on his resume that LeBron couldn't even lead the Lakers to the playoffs. And what happened? He missed tons of games down the stretch and he was hurt. And by the time he came back, it was too late, right? Look what's going on this year. LeBron suddenly is really hurt down the stretch and it doesn't, it's unsure if the Lakers can make it into the playoffs. He doesn't want that on his resume. And suddenly when the reaction to it is, a little bit well we don't care we don't need you suddenly now he's back in the lineup for the stretch run that that comes through come on man I mean, really. I mean, for a guy that has been calculated his entire career, I can see through this whole thing with LeBron. And it's taken AD to step up with this injury tonight that's going to make people realize, oh, I see one guy coming out playing and not having to make sure we know, oh, I wasn't going to be able to play at all. But then I went to this crazy miracle doctor, uh, you know, that, that Jim Carrey went to in uh, <laughs> in the Andy Kaufman movie. And, oh, look at this. Now suddenly I have all this medicine that I'm taking that is that it's, it's, it's the fang of, of cobras. And it's all stuff that... T- I shirt probably takes you – to know, think he's going to live to 100 years old, but it's really crippling his veins right now. Dr. Ralph Ryan. I'm taking all of this – got to call Dr. Rich Ornberger and find out about this. And I'm taking all this stuff. Now suddenly, oh, now I'm back and I can play. Look at the superhuman effort I had to go through just to come back and play. He is calculated, and he's been trying this the last two years, the end of the year. He doesn't want the no playoffs on his resume. Last year it was, oh, man, we need LeBron. This year now the reaction was different, so it's, oh – so now I got to come back. I mean, I see through everything. I see yeah. through all. I of it, see and I think it. All. People are seeing it as well. I see everything, yeah. Mike Harmon.
3: First off, it's newly installed WWE Hall of Famer Andy Kaufman. Oh, so sorry. Yes, that. you're right. You're He's right. He's getting yes. inducted tonight as part yes. of the proceedings here uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, but for LeBron James, the, look, it was fine when you want to do the goat back and forth and, and take your shots at some of the the posts and whatever else. But as soon as you start showing that, uh, well, you don't move the needle from a playing perspective, yeah, that, that's where he, he activates the, the second mode in this process, because we did. We talked about it a bunch. You and I on this program, for anybody new to it, that, that's that been a, a big talking point here the last couple of weeks about the the way the ball moves. Davis, when he's available and, and able to dominate, has done so. Austin Reeves has become a $100 million player in this uh, new NBA, and you watch you guys play uh, a complete game right defensively they've been fantastic almost every night they've been out since the all-star break and have been making this surge now the schedule is to their advantage but you know what you play who's on it uh and i can't take that away from them in this uh limited span they've been fantastic and all of a sudden it's like hey i want to watch this without lebron that was our talking point right i said Mm -hmm. it, you said it we've been Mm -hmm. pushing that and people are all like you hate lebron i'm like no, I like watching good basketball. Well, you also hate LeBron. <laughs> well, I mean that that's an allegation. I don't know that there's any uh, proof or truth to any <laughs> of that. Well, uh,
2: well, hatred's such a strong <laughs> word. <laughs> and in that time we've just been talking about this, AD's put up eight more points. He's now at 32 and 15 and the Lakers have a 14-point lead over the T-Wolves with Just over four minutes left to go. On one leg. See through it all with AD and LeBron. See LeBron trying to be the master manipulator and I don't want people to say this or look at this about me. Trust me, just see all the way through it. I'm I'm telling you.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Listen to
3: Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
2: You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. The Lakers now tied for seventh after beating the Timberwolves earlier tonight. And now that, hey, all right, we've had the big marquee games in the NBA complete come to an end. Look, <laughs> Jalen Brunson's everybody's MVP. He had 78 points. All right, he had 48 points tonight as the Knicks beat <laughs> Cleveland. And now everybody's attention can turn to the biggest star on a court right now, Caitlin Clark. Iowa leads South Carolina 51-49 with three minutes to go in the third quarter. The best player in the game leading the undefeated South Carolina Gamecocks now by four, 53-49. And so far for Clark, she's having a huge night tonight. Um, maybe she doesn't get to 50 or 60, uh, but she has 23 right now with Iowa the four-point lead coming to the end. I mean, this is, this is a game that should be in the final. Right, like this should be you talking about someone who was who has taken over the news cycle over the past couple weeks. The big oh, yeah. forty point triple double that she had, um, what she's been doing for for women's sports the last couple weeks has been amazing. And here you are, the best player in the in the game, trying to ruin an undefeated season for the best team in the game with a big rock star coach and Don Staley. I feel weird. This is the final four. You know, it's like ah, this should be the championship game, but ah, okay, it's what we have right now. But Caitlin Clark. Now 25 and seven assists, uh, making a three point lead for Iowa again late in the third quarter.
3: Well, one of the things that's been great watching her play and watching the the women's game get the attention it did right that that game last week had more viewers than any NBA regular season game this year. I mean, their last win, which is just incredible, right? The the numbers that she put up, as you talked about. But huge in the community, uh, doing all sorts of great things, got her start. If you read any of the biographies, they didn't have girls teams where she was growing up, so she played on the boys team. They tried to ban her because she was too good. Mm-hmm. so it was all that guy yeah, we're champions led by led by caitlin over there it's like damn you damn you uh and they tried to get her ousted eh, too bad uh and now here she is dominating on this stage does all the visits to the to the big hospital that we always do the wave to during football games all of those great things and, and just uh, a fantastic run that Iowa's was had here earlier tonight uh you had the Kim Mulkey, uh looking like she stole wardrobe from Charlotte Flair. So they're ready uh, mm-hmm. and awaiting the
2: winner. Of the, I mean, that, that flared out. Oh, frilly- yeah, yeah. I can't she's wait to see like what she's got for the national bum. championship on Monday night. She's going she's gonna to walk in like Macho Man used to walk in with the oh, big yeah. robes and the and the gleaming diamonds. And they'll play dun, Pomp and Circumstance.
3: I mean, you want to talk about an extension of <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Are you kidding me? Coming out he to was, that.
2: He was always my favorite entrance because, like, it's Pomp and Circumstance. They play this at graduations. That's Doesn't right. Matter. And he but everybody knows it. Oh, the flowing and robes, yeah. Every-
3: But every kid now, for what, 35 years, there's at least one jackass that's coming up the aisle, (laughs) influenced by mom, dad, and aunt, and uncle, and grandpa, and older brother, someone in their life who celebrated the Macho Man and introduced it, and you know that that gown starts to flare out a little bit, especially in places where they let you decorate them, then it's next level Macho Man stuff going on. Come on now.
2: Congratulations to Jason Smith, our valedictorian. He's got a couple words for us. Madison Square Garden! Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't go to any classes my senior year. Yeah. I just hung out in the gym and in the pool. Oh, yeah. And I would leave campus and go to Subway to have lunch every day. Yeah. Who are oh, you yeah. impersonating? That's Macho Man. That's no, Macho it wasn't. Man. That's a great macho. Are you kidding? That's a great macho man impression. You're crazy, Frostberg.
0: That was a punch. Drunk Macho Man.
2: Tell Allen, freak Uh, out. (laughs) Now, speaking of Ed TJ, speaking of Savage, uh, one of the big plays from this game early in the first half, because this is part of Caitlin Clark's game. Like, you see Caitlin Clark play, go, oh, she's a stone cold killer, right? Like, she's Kobe. Like, she does stuff. It's like, wow, she is a killer. There was a possession in the first half where, of the game tonight, South Carolina has the ball and they're setting up their offense and their freshman point guard, Raven Johnson has the ball and she's got the ball outside, like maybe two feet beyond the three point line. And, it's Caitlin Clark's job to get out there and defend. And she sees her and knows she's never going to shoot or they'll give her the shot. So she waves off guarding her. Like, she's yeah. got the ball all by... There's nobody within 15 feet of her anywhere. And Caitlin Clark takes a couple of steps like she's going to guard her. And she just dismisses her with a wave of the hand and says, you're not going to shoot. I'm staying here. And then, of course, she doesn't shoot. She waves and she passes to somebody who comes out for the ball. That's like the biggest... Look like you do on the play on, on the playground. It's like... Yeah, dude, you could take it. I'll, I'll give it to you. and then of course you had to take the shot, right? Because anybody's saying, sure. I'll give it to you, you had to take it. Uh, she doesn't take the shot, she passes off, but seeing that, I mean that, that is, you know, that is some kind of move. Just like, yeah, yeah, well, uh, you're not going to take the shot. I'm leaving you. But that's just it though. She
3: embraces the hype and the hatred and all of it that flows together because when you're that good, right? Reggie Jackson, as he taught us all those years ago, fans don't boo nobodies. So she's getting all, all worked, and at one point, she hit her 6th 3 three-point shot in the game, and she did the John Cena, you can't see me, running mm-hmm. down the court. John oh, Cena yeah. picked up on it on Twitter yeah. and tagged on, uh-huh. and he's part of the big WrestleMania card this weekend. The other one was they had an inbounds play, and uh, Defender was starting to body up a little bit, but was John at her. She looked at her and said, just shut up. You're down 15. I mean, that, that's great.
2: Look at the scoreboard. Embrace your villainy, scoreboard. man. That's the one
3: thing with all of these athletes that we've talked about going all the way back to LeBron J- James decision. Right. As the age of social media uh, really came into effect. It's like if you're going to do something, you've got people around you. You should think about it again before you hit send. Right. Otherwise, if you don't want the, re-
2: the smoke, you don't want the reaction. Don't hit send. <laughs> you tell them, Herm Edwards, don't it's Uh So, again, we'll have more on this game coming up again. Final minute of the third quarter. It is a two-point game, uh, Iowa and South Carolina. Meanwhile, uh, tomorrow with the final four. And, and and it's it's a it's a week where it's been a weird week for the final four. Certainly the beginning of the Major League Baseball season and the drama with the quarterbacks are still waiting for Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. And no, it's not been the heritage teams that are in the final four this year. We have four teams that are just crazy that nobody really picked um, as we get closer and we saw Jim Larenego, the head coach of the University of Miami, as he gets set for the Final Four uh, tomorrow. Very excited to be back. Remember, he was first in the Final Four 17 years ago when he took George Mason, the very first real Cinderella of the new millennium, to get to the Final Four. They beat UConn uh, to get there, and he was so happy, so excited. He said, hey, let's. Why, why don't we expand the tournament? Let 96 in. And, I, you know, look, we talked about this going into last weekend. The big effect of this tournament, this tournament's going to have such a huge impact on the future of college basketball, I can't even tell you, because the Blue Bloods don't stick around like they used to in years past, right? The talent is spread out. You have one and dones. Uh, you can you can succeed more. You have smaller schools that stay together or, or mid-major schools with with veteran leadership. It's just never coming back to, hey – Eventually, you know, this is just a crazy year, but next year we're gonna have Kentucky and Duke and Kansas and North Carolina. Yeah, we might. And it's not like they're gonna they're gonna fall off the face of the earth, but the days of writing Duke into the Elite Eight and Final Four are over. They're over. The same thing for Kansas and North. It's too difficult. Everything is spread out. Now, anyone can win the tournament. This is the way college basketball has evolved over the past few years. So if you're in a time now where, yeah, anyone can win, and you look at here's Florida Atlantic, for instance, who came in fifth in their conference the regular season. It's, hey, anybody can win. Is it really fair that we don't let as many teams as we can in. Why not go to 96 teams? And we let everybody, we have to figure out a way to make the regular season worth something when you're letting in 96 teams. But still, this this whole 68 teams, it's not going to happen anymore because the Heritage Power 5 teams conference are going to say, hey, we play a better schedule than they do. And I get that you're letting them in the turn, But when you're letting them all in at our expense, that's not right because we play a better uh, season schedule than teams like Florida Atlantic do. And I can't argue with that. But at the same time, you got teams like for Atlantic going, hey, there are two other teams in our conference could have get to the final four. I mean, they were just as good as us, better than us during the regular season. So there's going to be no way out except for to expand the tournament. And I'm sure it's going to jump to 96 teams sometime in the next three or four years. You're going to see that, okay, we have the, we have the first four now, that's great. Oh, do you want to go to 72? No, it's going to be a big jump to 96 teams say, okay, we can let more power fives in, we can let more mid-majors in, and we can have more chaos We can have four nights, the opening week of 16 games, which will be outstanding. We can start Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 16 games each day, more TV revenue, more everything. That's the big legacy of this NCAA tournament. It's going to be a 96-team tournament, and it's coming in the next couple of years.
3: You know me. I love whenever we can start talking about expansion, rapid expansion, right? The NFL story of, hey, there may be a division in Europe, Coming down the line and it's something uh, that's been bandied about and whispered about all these years that maybe uh, because of these international games, you can expand to Jacksonville Jaguars always advancing and people wring their hands and say that's not pure. It's like it's a business. It grows. Where it can grow, it grows like our business, right? We're on the radio. We're on 400 plus affiliates nationwide, but there's podcasts, there's social media accounts, there's Twitter where you get engaged uh, with folks there and, and get softy and our guys at Seattle mad at you. All of those kind of things. Me over at Swollen Dome, IG, TikTok, whatever else we got popping, whatever the new era brings, you expand your your audio business, video business. It, it, the personality side of things continues to grow. Likewise, the NFL, the NCAA, everybody wants to grow their pie. And they, if that means more seats at the table, especially when trying to decide between one of 25 similar schools is, is a mess, then why, why not invite everybody? You know, extra round of play or or just expanded uh, exposure to different cities. You get to see some of the stars that you only read about or watch on on clips or highlights. Or if you're tuning in to regular season games, maybe get a little bit of a glimpse of of who these uh, heavyweights are. But I mean, what's interesting is you got Conference USA, right? They're trying to go for the hat trick right now. North Texas. UAB, right, North Texas wins the NIT. Charlotte won the CBI. So, I mean, they could do the hat trick here if, if FAU can find their way through. They're called the Beach Boys, by the way, because they were, uh, well, they thought they were soft because they were smaller. But they, the expansion... TJ, help they, me, Rhonda, explain why
2: that's not the case,
3: TJ. Okay, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. But the, exp- but the expansion does lend to more of these stories, and you see the competitiveness, and, and in a one-and-done Scenario, which has always been the hallmark and the calling card for the NCAA tournament, and particularly now when more of the, dare I use the term, dinosaurs are there. Doesn't mean the programs go away, but the people who've been synonymous with college buckets are retiring getting fired, being asked nicely to uh, walk away. Maybe their key cards don't work at their Syracuse office anymore. Whatever the case may be, you've got Izzo and a couple of guys. Otherwise, it's a – and Laranaga, obviously, is still around, uh, but not to the same level of celebration, right, as some of these other coaches. But as more of those guys dip – and are out of the game, then you, you have more conversation because you you don't have the people in the room standing for the guys that have been their friends for 40 years.
4: Syracuse still not getting in, Mike. <laughs>
3: well they, you know what uh, do you still have to have at least a 500 record <laughs> they can expand it to a thousand they're not getting it nicely done uh, well because well, remember crossing. when they were trying to buy their way in from mike davis's kid so he could break sure. the scoring <laughs> <laughs> record and it was only twenty seven thousand five hundred. they couldn't come up with 27 5 what the hell nah. how much are they going to pay mellow's kid
2: <laughs> <laughs> twitter it out about a fresca mike it's swollen dumb get ready next couple of years 96 teams, book it. It's happening.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
2: Joining us now on the hotline for all the latest news in the National Football League. He is a pro football hall of very good voter. Check go out his Aztecs, latest dude, all right. On Outkick, <laughs> longtime NFL insider, friend of the show, Jason Cole. Jay Cole, what's happening, man? I
4: want my original drop back. Icky, Icky, Jordan go loves Z. That's right. We need all of that. Right. All right. By the way, right. I've got like ten guys from my um, fantasy baseball league that we're drafting tonight. They're listening in, and that's like tripled your audience, hasn't it? Oh, hey, are
2: they? Are they? Are they also all going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame next year? Are you voting all of them in? <laughs> are they getting into?
4: <laughs> sort of, sort of like all the, the mess players from this year's team. That sure. team money could buy. Yeah, sure, they're, sure. They're doomed. They're hey, doing doesn't, well, right?
2: doesn't, uh, doesn't Anthony Richardson uh, you get lost in to, already? You
4: lost, you lost to the Marlins today. Yeah,
2: okay. We lost a game today. It's okay. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It's all right.
4: It's, uh, and they an lost Verlander, how the too. That season is going to go, even with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Chuck, stop,
2: man. You already, <laughs> I know what you really think about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to the Super Bowl, and you're right there with it. You know
4: it. Stop, stop Super trying Bowl to just – uh, Super Bowl or cave – <laughs> That's what we're doing. If they don't make the Super Bowl, they're going to the dark place or whatever they call that. right? Is the, that Jets, the entire, the the entire upside team down. will be in southern Oregon meditating in the dark if they don't make the Super Bowl. That's, and Woody Johnson will be there with his propeller hat.
2: If the well. Jets, Okay, probably right. If the Jets win the Super Bowl, <laughs> you need to go on a darkness retreat. That's
4: the deal. If the Jets win, you need. To are go are the you are retreat. you paying for the dark? How much does the darkness retreat cost? It's I not mean, as much as you thought. It wasn't that stuff. bad. I yeah, looked into no, it, it, it; was under bad. a
3: grand, uh, and yeah. that was going to Guatemala. So we have to pay a little bit more. I haven't looked into the Oregon place. If I I'm saying, do this, good, I'm you going haven't looked look look at the
4: Oregon caves thing, okay? No. So we there's a They do Guatemala darkness retreat. Yeah, too? that's right. Wow.
2: Harmon's Harmon's found it on the internet, and he won't let it go. It's it's crazy. He just won't let it go. He just keeps talking about this. We haven't talked about it in
3: weeks. You bring. I was going to offer it as a team retreat this fall. Once Aaron Rodgers doesn't come to Aaron, the Jets. Aaron Rodgers,
4: actually, you know what they're going to do? This is what Aaron's going to do. He's going to do a darkness retreat. You know how, like, quarterbacks sometimes invite their you know receivers, tight ends and wide receivers, um, for a little bit of practice mm-hmm. during the offseason? He's going he to used do to. practice in the darkness retreat in Oregon. He'll be throwing passes <laughs> to them in the dark to see if he Chloe can in meld. in the dark football. Hey, if that helped us win the football. Super Bowl. Straight out of Charlie, Charlie Finley, that's, that's what it'll be.
2: Ow, I just got hit. Stop. Ow, I just got hit. Ow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Stop throwing Garrett, the ball. Garrett Wilson comes out with like a detached retina and is out <laughs> for like five years or something. That's what, hey, hey, that, hey, that's hey. what oh, will happen oh, to hey. the
2: Jets. Hey, so, hey, when okay. is this going to happen? When is this deal going to get
4: done? I, I got to think in the next few I days. Right? You, you, get, you look the deadline is the draft because the packers are going to want to use the picks that's what it is and they, and there's no practice going on right now so if there's no practice there's no reason to to do this so there's basically two deadlines you have a deadline of the draft where the packers are going to want the picks that's the that's the most obvious one and the second one is when the jets start the offseason program cuz they need them at that point in time now getting him out of a darkness retreat to go to Jersey, which is sort of like another darkness retreat in a different <laughs> way. Okay. Um, is you know that will be that will be tough. I Aaron Rodgers on the East Coast. Living on the East Coast is fascinating to me. It really is. Could we, well, come could he, on! Wait, wait, he, wait! You really don't think he be he's going to still? In Jersey no, no. Shore or Jersey Boys? Which no, one no, this he
2: is <laughs> Hey, Frankie Valley, everybody! Uh, you don't think he's he's still going to live in in Wisconsin? He's just going to fly in and fly home after every practice. What? <laughs> He'll fly in for practice, fly home at night, fly back the next day. That's how it's going to work.
4: He's got a Friday flight into Oshkosh after every game. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that that will work. Yeah, that's that that will build camaraderie like no team you've ever seen before. Mm. Sort of, sort of like the Mets. Um.
2: Stop! <laughs> We're one and one. Would you stop with that?
4: One and one. Anthony Richardson, yes, impressive. You guys hey, wanted to no, talk about Anthony?
2: Listen, no, here's the thing is that because <laughs> we talked about this last night is that seeing seeing knowing how the NFL works, and knowing how teams think, and knowing that Tepper wants to make a big splash. Knowing
4: how is that when they see a good-looking man in shorts yeah. automatically he becomes a top three pick. Is that yeah, what you're we, we, can,
2: we can forget about what we saw on tape. We Look at Bryce Young. He's four feet tall. He weighs 75 pounds. We can't draft the guy. Uh, Richardson's going to go number one overall. At, at the end of the day, the Panthers are going to say his potential, everything else. We're in love with the guy. If we're not sure about Bryce Young, we kind of like C.J. Stroud. We want to make a, a splash. It's going to be Anthony Richardson number one.
4: Well there are some justifications for doing that. I mean, And this is real. This is real. I'm trying not to be sarcastic. Because, <laughs> Good because, luck. <laughs> yeah. Now, Anthony Richardson in a lot of ways tests out like, I mean, he's, he's a unicorn at quarterback. Like you just don't find human beings who can do stuff like this. Um, but there's so little known because again, he threw 393 passes in college and trust me, like he went to the same high school that my kids went to. So I know how bad his high school uh, football program was, right? Like it was dread, dreadfully bad. And he would miss half of his senior year there. So he learned very little, even though they played spread offense, he learned very little about playing quarterback there, but he's a sharp kid. He's dedicated to his craft. There are a lot of pluses for him on that side, a very mature kid in a lot of ways. So there's hope on that side, but there's nothing you can do to replace not having made a lot of throws at college. And I looked this up. There's, there's in all the quarterbacks drafted since 1990, uh, in the first round, which is, I don't know, hundred, hundred something quarterbacks drafted in the first round, um, since 1990, he has the second fewest pass attempts of any of those guys. And the only guy with fewer pass attempts than him is Trey Lance. So in terms of just experience, seeing plays, like seeing the defense, what it does, how they roll coverages, how they rotate coverages, what kind of blitzes they show to you, um, you know, all these different things that you just have to experience and nothing, nothing teaches you anything better than actually experiencing it. He's at the very low end of the spectrum. And most quarterbacks who win Super Bowls who are drafted in the first round go have over 1,000 pass attempts in their college career, like Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Patrick Mahomes. Now, Brady is an exception. He had like 600 pass attempts in his last two years. But he did play four years at Michigan, right? And he was around at, at practice. and. You know, it's not game experience, but even 600 is 50 percent more than what Anthony Richardson has. So I I was talking to one of his advisors today, and you know, he just admitted, "Look, I think there's a lot of pluses to him, but the one factor that we can't answer is game experience. You know, just having been out there. It's like you know, taking at bats in baseball. You know, nothing replaces seeing." you know, seeing different kinds of pitches and what happens, you know, and nothing replaces seeing different kinds of coverages. So Anthony Richardson is one of the greatest question marks in the history of the NFL draft. And so when you say he could go number one, you're absolutely right. As as painful as that is for me to admit that you might be right about something. (laughs) And this is like the first time in 10 years that I'm willing to say, you might be right. Because he is such a phenomenal specimen as an athlete, and such a good kid, right? And and well-meaning and and, and pretty sharp, you know. In terms of, you know, both as, both, you know, just street smarts, you know, common sense, but also was pretty good on the board with a lot of teams at the combine. Um, so his knowledge of football is more ext- extensive than you would think for a guy who hasn't played that much. But there's still, you haven't thrown that many passes in college. And guys like this in this realm, I mean, Trey Lance, I think Mark Sanchez was in the 500s. So you know what that experience is like as a Jets fan, Um, if I need to remind you. I mean, you know, the, the best look he ever had was running up the rear side of one of his offensive linemen.
2: Hey, hey, you're talking about a guy that for, for like the first 15 years of Tom Brady's career, hey, hey, Mark hey. Sanchez had more road playoff hey. wins than he
4: did, okay? Wow, well, that, that counts for a lot. Yeah.
2: Sure it does. Well,
3: I mean, sure look, he, you gotta, Mark,
4: Mark Sanchez was so responsible for all of that. He
2: was. You give me butt fumble, I give you 2010 playoffs. I'm going <laughs> I,
4: back I give 13 you interception, years. Interception thrown to a defensive lineman.
3: I, there were a few of those. There were there were a few of those. Lies, <laughs> damn lies, and statistics. Yeah. J. Cole, you know that.
4: Through an interception to a defensive lineman who was rushing the passer. Man, you know everybody. Everybody can how, throw a bad was, pass now. This and again. was not a guy dropping into coverage in a zone blitz. Jets, yo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just he threw it, and the defensive lineman snagged it and said look at this gift I have from heaven. And then it was the spectacular nature of fat guy running with a football. Like, yeah. that's just, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing that matches that.
2: Yeah, no, that was against the Lions, actually. That
4: was against the Lions when he did that. <laughs> threw an interception mm-hmm. against the Lions to a defensive lineman. How does that... That defines your career, doesn't it? <laughs> Even more than the butt fumble. No, you I don't know about that. An Come on, man. to a defensive lineman. Yeah, no. In terms of fame or... Whatever notoriety the butt fumble is there, but right behind is this note through an interception to a Lions defensive lineman.
2: You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Cole sixty two. That's at Jason sixty two. I'm gonna go bet on Kodai Sango right now. Nicely done. Che- check I out a lot of words in on that. Tom his Warren, latest on outkick. Person. You guys all suck, all of you. Uh, J Cole, good luck with your fantasy baseball draft, my friend.
4: Later.
0: Later Bye. Guys. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly in. Under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.